Hey guys, Nate here, and it's time for another bite-sized, uh, well, bite-sized edition of the Backlog Breakdown. Anyways, you know all the things. Uh, so the other night, I was recording with Josh and a friend of the show, Micah Gear, and we had our good buddy Micah on, uh, on the mics with us, and we were talking about Bioshock, and, uh, for Bioshocktober, you know, and, uh, it's, it was, it was a good time, um. But when we got on the topic of what we'd been playing, of course, Hades came up. And Micah, is, is he's also a fan of, of the things that Supergiant does. And so we got on to, uh, I, I got on to sort of telling him a little bit about Hades and sort of talking about just how, like all the different things about that game that I really enjoy. And I used the, the term peak Supergiant. And in using that term, I actually started to think about just a little bit about, well, just super giant in general. And I thought it might be kind of fun for me to take a little bit of time here and, and try and talk about, well, super giant games. Uh, so quick snapshot for, you know, like this is sort of the, the, the bio of the company, if you're not aware of them. Uh, Supergiant Games, LLC. Yeah, uh, they're based out of San Francisco. They were founded in 2009. They're a smaller studio. Um, you know, uh, the, the information that I'm looking at actually says that in uh, 2018, they had 20 people working for the studio. And since their founding in 2009, they've actually released four games, Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, and Hades. So... Bastion was published and released on the Xbox 360 in 2011. And uh, it came, like I said, initially sort of dropped on the Xbox 360. I think it was a sort of a games of the summer event. It was like sort of one of those summer event things. And uh, since that initial release, it has since uh, been published on phones uh, it's available to play on the PlayStation Vita, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, uh, PC, the Switch, and have I mentioned phones? Um, the, the, this game sort of went everywhere, and I bought, I bought a significant, I think I might have bought it for, well, I, I own it on every platform <laughs> that, that I have, so... I think I own it on Switch. I own it on Vita. I own it on PlayStation 4. I own it on my PS3. Uh, and I own it on my phone. I don't have it installed on all of those things, but I do own it on every one of those. Uh, I really like this game. And it's kind of hard to talk about this. And, and I'll actually you know, come back to this. I'm going to try and describe it here in a few minutes uh, because that's going to lead me into sort of one of the things that I want to talk about when we talk about Supergiant games. But uh, Transistor came out in 2014, and I think its initial, uh, it was initially released onto PC and PS4. I think since then it has made its way onto the Switch. Uh, Pyre was released in 2017. Uh, again, sort of the PC market, and then... Uh, than PlayStation 4. I don't know if it's really gone 
anywhere else besides that. But Hades recently, uh, now recently was the the 1.0 version was dropped and was officially published on and and released on the switch but it's been available to play for a a few years now a couple of years now uh via early access through the epic game store so doubling back here so like i said i i i have bought a lot of copies of bastion and that's not just because I'm neurotic and kind of crazy, but it's because I really like that game. And it's kind of hard to sort of put, you know, to to really put th- this game, and it's really kind of hard to put any of the super giant games in any sort of clear-cut uh, genres because they manage to sort of defy a lot of the typical gameplay tropes. So I think the best way to possibly sort of describe Bastion is it's a, an isometric dungeon. Like think Legend of Zelda, but think Legend of Zelda with a, a steam punky kind of atmosphere really well and here's like one of the other things that just like darren corb it does their sound design and all their music and the the dude just makes some fan like his you know his 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 soundtracks really slap as the kids would say i guess so you know the the music is always sort of a high point and and i'm gonna come back to that too because you know we need to talk a little bit more about that but in in sort of looking at Bastion, okay, like we're just gonna like a brief overview of Bastion, and which is really going to be indicative. It's just hard to describe this game because in some ways it's very very simple. In a lot of ways, Bastion is a love letter to the Legend of Zelda and that type of game, that top down sort of isometric e uh, adventure game, you know, but it's also done in a way that's just like, I don't want to call sub, I I don't want to use the word subversive, but it definitely sort of, uh, you can see sort of like the, the love that these developers have for the, the games that they're sort of like, you know, paying homage to, but this is something wildly different. Like it's, it's similar in, in a way but it's also very, very different. Like, just to give you an example of sort of how things play out in Bastion, when you initially start out the game, you start on a, out on a little, like, bed slash bedroom that's suspended in the middle of nowhere, and there's a voice, like, there's a narrator who actually is sort of like your constant companion throughout the entire game, and he actually provides commentary on all the different things that you're doing as you're playing, like his his commentary will actually reflect on certain actions, like even seemingly random actions at times. But as you go, um, so like I said, you're just sort of suspended in the void and pieces of the environment will sort of fly up and like roads will fill out and areas will fill out around you uh, to kind of like flesh out this world that you're exploring. And the story is just really trippy and kind of subversive and there's multiple endings and it's just a lot of fun. There's um, 
a bunch of different weapons and you can sort of mix and match all the different weapon loadouts and it's just like uh there's some challenge like trials and and challenge modes and stuff it's it's just a really really interesting game really great music uh a really neat story and it's just a very charming world and with with a really kind of you know when you look at the super giant games all have like these very i i don't think it's it's hard to sort of talk about the the visual style of this like this is like they're all sort of like i can look at a super giant game and be like oh yeah that's a super giant game um because in some ways they have like the the, the art the, even the art style sort of like it's reminiscent of each other but the, even there it's i don't i don't it's kind of here's the thing super giant games in a lot of ways completely defy any attempt to really easily categorize them and that's kind of what makes them awesome uh, i mean there are things about them like man these, these each one of these games has like some really interesting storytelling in the, the games some really cool world building and just like they're these charming sort of worlds that it's just really they're they're really compelling and you just want to spend time in them and prior to Hades actually like the the biggest complaint I had was that in a lot of ways like you could play these games for 20 30 40 hours maybe but the reality is that once you were done you were done and that might only take 20 or so hours and there was like the the amount of content which is to be under like you know it's it's understandable it's not like you know it's not unreasonable because well you know there are smaller developer they're a smaller studio and they don't have the resources to build like these massive games with just hours and hours and hours and hours of content that you can just sort of but the the stuff that is is in is there in these games is um it's sort of like there's a lot of love and attention to detail sort of present in in every little bit of the game and you, you know it's it was it was one of those things and i just like so in looking at like transistor and and each one of these games is like really very different than the, the any any other game in the, the 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 stable so to speak um just because like there are similarities I, well i i look at like in, in a lot of ways bastion transistor uh, empire and hades all uh for their sort of like combat segments there is sort of like a slightly isometric sort of top-down environment but they all do radically different things like transistor has um you can sort of play it in in real time sort of like and there's some like action like you can play it sort of a little more action heavy but the game really shines when there's sort of a men menu that you can open up that actually reminds me a lot of like uh parasite eve in the sense that this like what what will happen is like the game will pause you'll go into the screen and then you can court out or, or chart out a list of actions and 
there's you have so many action points and you can move so far and all this stuff and it so it has this bubble that you can sort of like move within and sort of you know map out your your sort of course of action and uh but it's a very strategic game it's a very sort of and you know uh, for lack of a better word in very intentional game uh and but it, and again it's just one of these games that it sort of defies expectation because it's it's very hard to sort of just it's very hard to explain what transistor is other than there, there's some like tactical strategy elements there's also some action sort of adventure elements and there there's really kind of like crazy story um that and just really wild set pieces and just really interesting characters and then you know and so like bastion and pyre are wildly different from each other and they're both sort of in a way indescribable not indescribable but very hard to sort of like really tack down exactly what they are um you know your your best bet would actually just be like play these games to see what they are or watch some gameplay footage uh, to sort of get an idea of uh well in in a lot of ways okay so even looking at that like transistor sort of reminds me a little bit of xcom as well like some of the the planning and the strategic sort of nature of combat uh anyways like moving on to pyre like i've i've tried to describe pyre to people before and i'm like it's like sort of oregon trailish and sort of there there's this sort of element where you get in your little caravan and you move around the map and you'll you'll hit these different sort of events and things as you're going around uh then there's but there's also oh excuse me i'm tired uh it's been a long day don't judge me there's also sort of like the, the actual combat loops or the 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 there's sort of like it is it's sort of like an nba jam meets swords and sorcery with a healthy dose of i don't even know anymore but it's it's just it's it's problematic because there's nothing else like it it's just it's really kind of interesting and there's and then you know even hades i'm like i've tried to sort of describe it and i'm like it kind of reminds me of diablo and that it's sort of a top-down isometric dungeon crawler uh, with but it's it's combat is a lot smarter it's combat is actually a lot more skill driven there's some like roguelike elements and it's just like these games are stinking hard to describe because super giant does such a good job of taking these very familiar tropes and these very familiar sort of established ideas within these genres and tweaking it and playing with it and and making something that is refreshing and new and and actually sort of catches you off guard because it well the the reality is like nobody else makes anything like these games uh you know in addition to like the the stories that they tell are just they're really kind of charming you know, it's it's sort of like one of those things like the in a lot of ways, Supergiant is sort of a one note sort of studio. They they make their games and they make those games really they're really, really good at that one note. Um, but there is sort of like a once you've 
played through it. Like I have zero desire to go back through and, and replay Pyre at any point in time. I've played the mess out of Bastion, but the reality is there's no additional content. Like you can run through, there's a couple different endings. You can get the different endings, but once you're done with that, and like once you've run through some of the trial stuff, that's it. There's there's nothing else to the game. Like even with Transistor, the sort of like there's these, uh, like they always build in these options to where you can actually sort of like tweak different things to increase the difficulty and. Uh, you know, Transistor and Bastion both do that. Uh, Pyre does that as well. And then even Hades has, has started doing that. Uh, it, Like I said, I feel like I'm just sort of rambling like a lunatic at this point in time, so I won't. But Supergiant makes unique games, games that, that sort of are familiar and in, in that they they lovingly borrow from the the industry and the history of video games but they they make these these new things that just really i think sort of flip our expectations you know on on it you know on their on 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 their head i don't know it's it's kind of, like i said it's kind of hard for me to to really talk too much about it but anyways the sort of doubling back onto Hades I think in a lot of ways you know and and I don't know how much of it was due to like the early access sort of experience and and, and sort of all the different things that that went on with there but Hades I just think is has sort of learned all the lessons that just every other game that they've made so far and all the other experiences have taught them and it's really just sort of uh, it's a really compelling gameplay loop. I, I just love the, you know, we, we were talking about it last night in a lot of ways. I think it is sort of like for, for my personal game of the year, it might be Hades. Uh, just there's so many things that I really enjoy about that game. I enjoy the, the fact that like the combat sort of reminds me of Diablo, but it's a little smarter, a little more skill-based. Um, there's sort of the, the random element and sort of building these different loadouts and seeing what works and, sort of there's also a mastery that you can develop when it comes to the weapons and the combat and it's just the 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 fact is it's all wrapped up in these sort of like 30 to 45 minute sort of gameplay cycles that are really pretty like pretty digestible in a lot of ways like you know there was a good chunk of the this last year, year and a half where, you know, they're dumping hundreds of hours into a game. And, and it's not to say they haven't dumped a ton of time into Hades. I mean, uh, just, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about it and it's like my switch sort of like ratted me out. And when I looked down there and it's like 55 hours into this game and I'm like, Holy crap. But it doesn't feel like 55 hours in the sense that like it's half an hour, 45 minutes at a clip. And, uh, it's just a, a very well-tuned thing. Like the long and short of all of this, okay? And it's like we're pushing 20 minutes here and I don't want to, is Supergiant makes games that if you like video games, the, I, 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 the, you, you should play these and you should, you know, in my opinion, you should really 
dig what they're doing because I think they're a studio that's actually sort of pushing design and narrative forward. And it's they're doing some really interesting things. So go play their stuff. Like Bastion is great. Uh, Transistor is great. Pyre is pretty good. And it's more more along the lines of it's just something that's sort of like, it's not really my thing. It, I, it was fun. I enjoyed my time with it. But it was like once I was done, I was done. Whereas like, uh, you know, I did spend a, a little bit of time going back through and sort of playing with some of the other, you know, you know, continuing to play in, in the worlds of that, that Bastion and Transistor sort of offered. Uh, but yeah, they, they build these really unique experiences and these really compelling worlds that, uh, you know, frankly, one of my biggest complaints was just they were too it was too small it was it wasn't enough and in a lot of ways hades is sort of addressing that so uh yeah just go out and play these games because they're freaking rad and then after you play the games go and buy the soundtracks because those are freaking rad too but that'll be you know all of that being said these are great games they're affordable they're interesting and uh we, I, you know, I'm just stoked that we have developers who are doing stuff like this and taking chances like this and, and making games that are a little, you know, not, not so clear cut and a little, you know, hard to describe at times. But until next time, guys, this is, I'm Nate. This has been a bite sized. You know the things that you're supposed to do. I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Excuse me, may I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to those super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters with cool explosions and awesome transformations. That's so cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you could just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's called the Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's it's kind of awesome. <laughs> or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet. So. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, the Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, okay, okay, bye!